Goblins. We have goblins. Why are there so many goblins? The sneakiest gets. This is the War Games Orchard. Welcome to the show. My name is Nathan Stone and I will be your host today. It is good to be back. I haven't seen you guys in a couple of weeks and by seen you guys I mean put myself into your ear holes. Luckily, GJ stepped up with a fantastic episode last week all about the incredible 5th edition campaign, Grudge of Drong. Goes over the history, the lore, the rules, all that good stuff. If you didn't listen to it, I don't know what you're doing. Go back and listen to it, and then listen to this one too, because this is going to be a different episode. I've got something weird today. To start things off here, we'll do a little bit of news and hobby, uh, except without the hobby because there is none of that going on right now. I'm in the middle of my final projects, my final assignments for the year in my radio television journalism class, and I have not had a lot of time for frivolities such as miniatures and miniature-related stuff, which is a definite tragedy, but, ladies and gentlemen, but, a big old but, that is coming to an end. The semester is almost done. This is the last week. Can you believe it? The absolute last week of my school year. Feels like just yesterday, it was September and I was doing whatever school stuff I was doing. <laughs> I, what I more remember is doing a seven-part series on the... Storm of Chaos. That was a series that would not die because that summer campaign was basically Warhammer 6.5 edition. It was wild how much that added to the game. So the end of school is exciting. Should give me a little bit of time to work on podcast things, videos again, all sorts of things that I just haven't had time to do or have been very, very rushed at. The other piece of news I want to discuss is something that Games Workshop did. And I'm sure that if you're in the Warhammer Osphere, this has come across your news feed or people have been talking about it. Of course, this is the return of the Space Dwarfs, the squats for Warhammer 40k. Normally, I don't mention. Warhammer 40k news on this show because, well, we're a Warhammer fantasy podcast. What are you going to do with that Warhammer 40k news? But because dwarfs are the rightful property of Warhammer fantasy, I thought I'd take just a moment to give you guys my opinion on this. I am profoundly and immeasurably disappointed. That was the blandest miniature I have ever seen. I don't know what is going on over in Nottingham, but that was a bad miniature. And I know people have been excited about this, and I get it. You know, the meme, the squats meme, we didn't think they were ever coming back, and now they're going to come back. But they don't look anything like their original counterparts. There's no even design cues there. I see more Tau-looking stuff than I do anything that resembles their classic 80s and early 90s look. It just seems so odd to me that they would reimagine them as 
just these short squat generic sci-fi guys. I'm not really sure what's going on there. And I wanted to complain to you guys about it because, well, I mean, dwarves have such a great aesthetic. They've had such a strong aesthetic in Warhammer Fantasy. It's been a consistent and incredible aesthetic that has given us so many beautiful miniatures over the decades. And it's weird to think that they just went in the complete opposite direction. And I know 40k is supposed to be more than Warhammer Fantasy in space. I mean, it's not really, though, is it? If we're being honest. Come on now. There's only a few factions in Warhammer that don't have a faction in Warhammer Fantasy that you can go, aha, well, they're these guys, but in space. So I think they should have stuck a little bit further to their roots. But you didn't come here for Grumpy Nathan grumbles about squats. You came here, I suppose, for this episode. And and ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a weird one. We are going to make goblins. Why goblins? Because I like goblins and that's what we're doing today. This is what I've got for you. We're making goblins. It'll be fun. You'll love it, I hope. And how are we going to make goblins? Well, we are going back to my favorite book series of all times, The Wonderful Realms of Chaos from 3rd Edition. And normally, goblins aren't a huge factor. They're not a big priority for this Realm of Chaos book because, well, this is all about chaos creatures. But, and another big but here, in 3rd Edition, in Old Hammer, chaos goblins, oh, they're a thing. And there is a very slight chance that you could roll up a random chaos champion that would be a goblin. First, you would have to roll a 96 to 100 on a D100. And then on that, there was a very small range within that second table that would give you a goblin. Now, I could do this legitimately and just roll until the heat death of the universe and maybe roll up this goblin. But I had a thought about what to do for this episode, because I wanted to do something silly. I haven't done a Realm of Chaos episode in a little while, a Build a Champion episode. And I thought, well, what if we just chose to be a goblin? And what if all of our followers were also goblins? And we're going to see what happens when you do that. Is it going to be something good? No, no, it will not be something good. And that is because goblin is the worst of the races that can become chaos champions just from a statistical standpoint they are hot garbage because their stat line really doesn't change a whole lot between old hammer and the warhammer that most of the listeners are a little bit more familiar with so you know and love goblins our goblin is going to be movement four, weapon skill two ballistic skill three strength three toughness three one wound initiative two one attack Leadership 5, Intelligence 5, Cool 5, and Willpower 5. These are not good stats. But they will change. They will change because we are going to get blessed by the gods of chaos. Which god of chaos would be foolish enough to bless our little goblin? Well, we're going to find that out first. Before we do that, though, usually the last thing I do is name my chaos champions. But it's going to be the first thing we do today. Because I want to make Gary the goblin. Gary the Goblin, Champion of Chaos, and he's going to have Gary's gang, who will be his goblin minions. I don't know who they are yet, and I don't know in what form they will take, but join me, 
and we'll figure this one out together through the power of random dice rolling. Now, as I mentioned, the very first thing we're going to do is figure out which of the dark gods Gary worships. Now, we have five options here. We have the four gods and we have Chaos Undivided. I don't know if we've ever gotten Chaos Undivided, so that would be an interesting one. To figure this out, I am going to roll a d6. Now, for any of you just joining us on the War Games Orchard, if you haven't seen the other Build a Champion episodes, these all use the random Chaos Champion tables from 3rd edition Realm of Chaos. These tables are wild. There are many and varied of them. And if you are lucky enough to own a copy or have a soft copy like I do of the Realm of Chaos 3rd edition, you can kind of follow, follow along and roll up your own characters. If you've never done it before, it is ridiculously fun. You will get some wild stuff. Now, usually the first thing I would do is roll for a race, but we are going full goblin. You never go full goblin. But that's what we're going to do. And let's see. So one is going to be Corn, Two is going to be Slanesh. Three, Zinch. Four, Nurgle. Five is going to be Undivided. And on a six, we will roll again. Say it's not so. Undivided. All right. I guess I whined enough that the gods of chaos were like, all right, here. You can be an undivided champion of chaos for Gary the Goblin. Now, the other reason this may have happened is because none of the gods wants responsibility for what Gary is going to be, which I think is smart. The next thing we are going to do is apply the Mark of Chaos Undivided to our champion. If the new champion chooses to worship chaos in its undivided glory rather than a specific chaos power, then he receives a random reward from the chaos rewards table. He also receives a random chaos attribute. Oh boy, okay. So we've gotten some wonderful random rewards and attributes in the past, and this goblin, Gary, is going to have even more because of his Chaos Undivided status. So let's hit up the Chaos Rewards table to start off. And this is a D100 table, so we roll a percentile and a D10. 93. That seems too high. I'm worried about this. The eye of the <laughs> the eye of the gods, really, Gary? Really already? The powers of chaos turn their attentions to the chaos champion, probably asking how did this happen? Weighing his deeds against his usefulness. Oh, that's not gonna turn out well for Gary. And deciding what will be his fate. The champion cannot refuse the eye of the gods, as he can other gifts, but must stand before the powers and receive his judgment. Alright. So there's three possible options. The champion has six or more gifts, but less than six attributes. Then he has pleased his patrons and is rewarded with immortality. This is how you get a demon prince usually, but uh, we, we don't have any other gifts, so that's not going to happen for us. If the champion has six or more chaos attributes, then he becomes a spawn, but we don't have any of those yet either. And if the champion has less than six gifts and less than six attributes... Then his patron reviews his progress with interest and allows the champion to continue his service. The patron rewards the champion by giving him a chaos weapon with one randomly determined property. If the chaos champion is a wizard, he will also receive one attack and one wound. Well, Gary is not a wizard, unfortunately. 
champions other than wizards and champions of corn are given the powers of a wizard with a magic level of one and the associated number of spells and magic points. Gary is already a wizard. This is working out wonderfully. Okay. And this is wild. All right. I have never had this happen quite like this before. Apparently, Gary is just blessed. So before we do anything else, I guess we'll figure out what that weapon is. This is going to be interesting. This is all out of order for how we usually do these things. But hey, that's chaos for you. Okay, here we are in the chaos weapons section. Now, all chaos weapons share a few common properties. So Gary's item, whatever it may be, is going to have all of these things. It has a magical aura, which is immediately obvious to any wizard who touches it. Chaos weapons can cause damage to creatures listed as being immune to the effects of normal weapons. So Gary can hit some ghosts with it if they get too close. Chaos weapons can dispel any aura on contact. Roll a d6. On a roll of 3, 4, 5, or 6, the aura is negated. And the effects of chaos weapons cannot be avoided by magic saving throws, except as noted in the description of individual properties. So some kind of cool things from a third edition there, of course. A lot of these things, you know, don't follow into the later eras of Warhammer, but it's, I think it's kind of neat to mention them. Now, we get one random property for our magical weapon. So let's see what we get here. So this is a D1000 roll, which is always fun. All right. Wow. 911. Gary's rolling high so far. So 911 is swiftness. That sounds useful. With most of these tables, you can get things that are tremendously good and tremendously useful, or you can get just the worst upgrades in the world. And that kind of holds true for weapons as well. The blade is made of the lightest of all metals, pierced through with holes and carved with airy symbols and runes. It increases its bearer's initiative by plus D10 to a maximum of 10. Oh boy, let's get out the notepads, folks. And let's start altering Gary's profile. Plus D10 to his initiative, and I think his initiative's not great right now. Three or two? 10. <laughs> 10. Okay, well, we max out at 10, but uh, so let's, let's make a note here that our boy Gary is now the fastest goblin alive. All right, that is not a bad magical weapon. Especially since we got it just for worshipping Chaos Undivided. Alright, let's get back to character creation. We've barely even started here. We've already gotten way off track making magical weapons. But that is what the gods decided. Oh, and we're not even done, are we? Because Champions of Chaos Undivided also... I believe, get a bonus chaos attribute. And I feel kind of weird calling it bonus because usually they're anything but a bonus. Let me just double check here. He also receives a random chaos attribute. All right. Now, the attributes I have mentioned are some of my absolute favorite things in all of Warhammer. It's probably my favorite table in all of Warhammer because it can do and grant anything and usually it's dumb cosmetic things like having too many noses but sometimes it's something really good or really bad we will find out we're back 
to our D1000 personal attribute table to give Gary his first attribute. Okay, we are at 622. 622. What is that going to be? Mechanoid. Sure thing. Whatever you say, book. Mechanoid. All right, are we going to turn Gary into a Necron? Is that what we're doing here? He almost got massive intellect, which would have been hilarious. Mechanoid. The mutant becomes a creature of metal or has mechanical parts substituted for some or all of its natural limbs and organs. Increase the mutant's fear point total by two. That's always nice. So Gary now has two fear points, which is not nothing. But this random roll leads us to another random roll because we need to roll a d6 to determine the extent of the mutant's mechanical changes. So on a 1 to 3, we will get completely mechanical. On a 4 to 6, we will get partially mechanical. Oh, Gary, what is happening to you, buddy? 6, partially mechanical. Oh, now we get to roll a d4 to see which bits of him are mechanical, partially mechanical. All right, and then we'll get to roll a d10. My goodness, this is a rabbit hole. All right, two of Gary's body parts are mechanical. So now we roll a d10 to see which ones those are. So Gary has a two, a mechanical body, which gives him plus two toughness. Gary's getting a little beefy here. And the last roll, legs. See below. Oh no, we get another table. Okay. He has gained new legs as a result of this attribute, which means we can either get legs, wheels, a hoverer, or tracks. And this is a D6 roll. We have entered a never-ending cycle, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. This is the podcast that never ends. You will be listening to this until you die, I guess, or I die, and then you turn it off, or you just turn it off. One of those things will happen. Number five, he has a hoverer. Hover legs? Hover torso? I don't know. I'm already confused. The mutant floats around at anything up to a height of one and one half yards. Held aloft by arcane and esoteric technological forces. This is a goblin, by the way. Roll 2d4 to determine the mutant's new movement. The mutant may move through difficult ground and cross linear obstacles without any movement penalty. Gary's gonna get you. Movement through very difficult ground is penalized for any other model. So 2d4. Let's see what we get. Six. Movement six. All right, Gary. This is, uh, this is wild. So just on our very first go through here, we haven't even gotten to most of character creation yet. Gary is intelligence 10, has a magical sword, has two fear points, is toughness five, and has six movement. He is a half mechanical goblin wizard champion. And we've barely done anything yet. This is a success? This is a success. This is going well. All right. So now that we have done that, we have gotten our chaos attribute. Oh man, what a journey we are on today. Now we get to do that again. See, usually you wouldn't do it twice in a row like that, but because we were champions of chaos undivided, we got to do a reward and a mutation, and now we do the regular reward and mutation. It all makes perfect sense, you see. 
So let's do it up. We can't roll on any of the fun god ones because we're Chaos Undivided, but there's some cool stuff in the regular Chaos Rewards table. What we're hoping to not do is roll up a Chaos Attribute because that way lies spawndom. If you get more than six Chaos Attributes, you get in trouble. And of course, I rolled a three, which is Chaos Attribute. I shouldn't have said anything. Okay, well, back we go. And you know what? We got a pretty good chaos attribute. It made us faster. We can hover over things in our, our, with our sweet hover lower body. So maybe we will keep getting lucky here. Let's see how we do. Uh-oh. 541. Limb loss. Okay. It might not be that bad. I mean, we already don't have legs. We can't lose legs we don't have, right? Right? The mutant loses one or more limbs. Roll d6 to determine. So a one is both slash all arms, uh, two is both slash all legs, three to four is one arm, and five to six is one leg. If we get legs, I'm not counting the penalty because we already don't have legs. So I'm not going to burden Gary with a movement penalty just because, just because the book wants us to lose legs we don't have. Six. One leg. Hmm. Okay. So I just said that we wouldn't do that. But is that in the spirit of the game here? I don't know that it is. I think there's got to be some penalty here. We could re-roll, or in this case, it would be movement one half is, is what you're supposed to have with one leg. And honestly, I think that's a pretty tame movement penalty for going from two legs to one leg. Imagine if you had to hop around on one leg all day. You think that would half your movement? No, your movement's going to be way less than that. But you know what? We said Gary doesn't have legs. So Gary doesn't have legs. He can't lose legs. I'm fine with this. This is, this is fine. We are going to spot Gary this one. And we're going to roll up a attribute one more time because we have to. That's just how it goes down. We have one more attribute to roll up before we start getting into some other stuff. So 952. What is that? That is walking head. I don't even know what to expect with this. I don't know what that means. Can his head walk off? Is, is he just a head? Is he just a head on a hoverboard? That'd be weird. I say that like things aren't already weird. Okay. Walking head. The mutant's body atrophies and withers to nothing. While its head expands to several times its original size, the mutant's limbs also shift in position, becoming attached directly to the head and the vestigial neck. The mutant's profile is unaltered. Okay though its odd appearance gains it one fear point. Chaos armor changes to fit the mutant's new form. Chaos armor is so great like that. But other armor must be discarded. Wait, you're telling me that Gary's body atrophies into his head, and this does not in any way change his attributes? Sure. I mean, that's less for me to write down. He does get another fear point, though. He's now three fear points. Gary might be going for the record by the time we are done with him today. Okay, we have done this portion of the character creation. Now we have a few more things to do before we get to Gary's followers. And Gary is already in a state here. We do actually have a singular one more reward to give him, though, before we can get to outfitting him and giving him some followers. 
So we go back to the Chaos Rewards table one last time, hopefully just one last time, and let's see what we get. We got 90. Again. Gary just cannot stop getting the Eye of the Gods. Okay, at this point, I don't even know... What okay, so he's still got fewer than six Chaos Attributes, and he's still got fewer than six Gifts. So he's a wizard from the last time we rolled this up. I think that means that he now gets the plus one bonus for being a wizard. Champions who begin as wizards receive a bonus of plus one to attacks and wounds. All right, well, Gary is just growing out of this world as in terms of power. I don't know what's happening here, but so he is now two attacks and two wounds. He's actually starting to become kind of good, maybe. He's also a floating head on a hoverboard, but, you know, whatever. That's what he is. And he likes it, probably. Okay. Okay, well, Gary is in quite a state at this point. It's a little wild. Let's take a break from loading up Gary with gifts and attributes and changing his shape and metallurgical makeup. And let's give him some equipment. You always need equipment when you're starting out on heroic journeys i don't know what kind of journey gary's on but it's certainly a journey now we have an equipment table that usually depends on your hero level for example if you're a level five hero or wizard which is the base level hero for third edition you get d6 plus one points to spend on this table if you're a level 25 hero or wizard which is the maximum you get d6 plus five so it's a little bit of a bonus Gary technically is just a goblin. So, you know what we're going to do? We're going to give him D6 minus one points to spend because he's a goblin, or at least he was a goblin before he became a big floating head. And let's see what he gets. Oh, he rolled a six, so a five points of equipment points to spend here. So the equipment's all pretty cheap. Most things cost one or two points. Some things cost three. Some things like war horses or randomly generated magic items cost six uh, giant wolf mount if goblin which would be incredible but gary's actually doesn't have the points for that it's actually eight points i don't know why a wolf is more expensive than a randomly generated magic item but it is so we have to figure out what is going to be a good starting equipment for gary i would love to give him some armor but armor generally doesn't come in big giant head and we didn't roll up Chaos Armor on the rewards table, which is really unfortunate. However, Gary is Toughness 5 with his metallic body and hoverboard. So we've got some defense there. I think it'd be really funny to give him a shield. So we'll do that. So that's one point. So we have four points left to spend. Maybe a flail. I always like flails. Flails are two points. So that would be pretty funny. And he's a goblin, so he should have a short bow with arrows, which is one point that I believe takes us through all of our points there. We got a shield, we got a flail for three, and we got a short bow with arrows for four. Oh, we've got one left. Oh, we'll give him a basic sword or hand weapon just in case he loses the flail somewhere. That's pretty good. I think that is plenty for Gary. Now... What is a goblin without friends, really? 
can he truly be a happy giant floating head of death who's also a wizard if he doesn't have some goblin buddies? So that's our next step. There is a very cool chart for determining followers. And we're going to ignore most of it just so we can give him some goblins. But we need to see how many times we're going to give him goblins. So on a 1 to 2, he gets no goblins at all. It's just Gary. It's just Gary on his own and he's sad. On a 3 to 5, we get one roll on the retinue table, which will determine, which will give us, I think, 2d6 goblins. And on a 6, we roll twice, which I think will give us 46 goblins, which is so many goblins. 5. So we get a single set of goblins. There's some incredible stuff you can get as a retinue. Beastmen, chaos dwarves, humans, harpies, dark elves. You can get a singular chaos warrior, a singular sorcerer. But we're getting D6 chaos goblins. So let's see what we get here. Six chaos goblins. Man, Gary's a lucky guy. I don't think I've ever seen a Chaos Champion quite as fortunate as Gary, which is unfortunate just in that I've had Chaos Champions that would be absolutely terrifying if they got all of the gifts and attributes that Gary got. But where Gary started off a goblin, he's still not the be-all and end-all of Chaos Champions. He's still just kind of a bit of a weirdo. That's okay. We love him anyway. So these goblins that we got here... They are armed with light armor, shield, and hand weapon, plus a bow if desired. Well, we do desire that. Thank you very much, Realm of Chaos. I don't know why you would turn down getting a bow for those sweet ranged attacks, but that is what we got. Now, something that we haven't always done in the past, but we're going to make sure we do with this episode, is hit on the followers rewards table. Now, this is lore-wise to show you that the creatures and people that follow the Chaos Champions often show signs of mutation themselves. This is a D100 roll, and a lot of these results apply to the whole unit. So all of the followers, instead of just one of them, like the Chaos Champions do. So on a 1 to 80, which is by far the most likely result, we get a random chaos attribute that all six of our goblins will have, which is awesome. 81 to 85, a characteristic increase, uh, which adds one to the follower's strength and toughness. So we get some super goblins up in here. Uh, 86 to 90, <laughs> they become chaos spawn, which would be hilarious, but also quite time consuming. 91 to 95 is multiple rewards. You roll on this table D4 times and then apply the results. So you can get some weird stuff there. And a 96 to 100 is special reward. Roll once on the chaos reward table. So that's the rewards that the champions get. All right. Let's see how we do here. Followers reward table. 91. Of course, 91. Gary's just 90s all over the board. He could get into Harvard with these kind of marks. My goodness. All right. Multiple rewards it is. Let's do this. So we're going to be rolling on this D4 times. Three times. Okay. And we are going... Ah, we get to apply the results to different followers each time. Well, that's interesting. Okay, so three of our six goblins here are going to be affected. So for goblin number one, 99. 99. 
I gotta keep these dice. Apparently they're uh, real good. So our first goblin, uh, this will be Gary's best mate, uh, Terry. What is going to happen to Terry? He gets to roll on the nice Champions of Chaos rewards table. And he receives Chaos Hounds. He's got pets. He's got doggos. All right. Terry has some doggos. How many doggos does he have? He gets D6 Chaos Hounds. He gets two. He gets two buddies. Well, that's really nice. All right. Well, see, that is a nice attribute right there. Okay. Goblin number two. We've got Terry and his doggos, and now we're getting a 54, which is a chaos attribute. So this will be for, I guess, Goblin Buddy the second, uh, who we're going to name Barry. And he is getting a chaos attribute, which could be anything, really. We will have to determine that on our handy-dandy D1000 table. 442. Growth. Okay. We're going to have a big old goblin. The mutant grows to D3 plus one times its original size. Its profile is affected as follows. D3 plus one. Okay. Let's see how we do. So that is a one. So that is two times the size. So this super goblin, Barry, has a movement of one and one half times. So a movement of four becomes a movement of six. So he's a speedy guy. Uh, he has strength plus two, so strength five. Toughness four now. Wounds of 1.5. Uh, initiative of ooh, two. He gets minus one to initiative. And one fear point. Well, that is pretty cool. Look at that super goblin, Barry along with Terry and his hounds, and we got one more of these guys to go. Let's see what we get. 22 is another chaos attribute. All right. So we had Terry, we had Barry, and now we have Larry, and let's see what happens to him. Over in the wild wheel of chaos, 981. Zoological mutation. Of course. So our last mutant goblin is going to be a weird one. One or more parts of the mutant's body change into the corresponding parts of some animal. Roll a D100 to determine how many parts of the mutant's body undergo this startling change. All right. D100. We got one. Hmm. Head. One to seven. All right. So roll a D100 once more to determine the donor species that provides the replacement part for the mutant's body. Okay. We got a 59. An octopus. We have an octopus-headed goblin. The mutant gains one fear point, so that's nice. And then the book tells you that you can develop your own rules for these characters. Because it couldn't be bothered to figure out what all of these things do. So... <laughs> What do we have? We have Terry, Barry, and Larry. Is that it? And Larry was the guy we were working on. So Larry, the octopus-headed goblin. This has been fantastic. I just want to say this has been... I needed this. I needed some chaos in my life right now. Been doing a lot of schoolwork. And this is kind of anti-work. This is doing nothing productive, but that takes a lot of time and just feels good. We have some wonderful goblins today. 
we're almost at the end of things here. So what did we get out of our goblin and his retinue? Well, starting with Gary. Gary started as a regular goblin, as all goblins do, basically. But he wasn't going to stay that way. He has big dreams. So our Gary has a movement of six, a weapon skill of two, ballistic skill of three, strength of three, toughness five, two wounds, initiative one, yikes, initiative one, two attacks, leadership five, intelligence five, cool five, and willpower five. He has three fear points and a magic sword, which takes his awful initiative of one and bumps it up to initiative 10. He has a hover body that allows him to ignore most terrain when he moves, and he is also a giant head outside of that hover body with arms sticking out. Uh, In those arms, he carries a shield, a flail, he's got a hand weapon somewhere hidden on his person, and a bow just in case. He's a wizard with a single spell, And honestly, if that's not enough for you, I I don't know what to say because we have made a true champion of chaos today. Champion of undivided, who constantly gets the attention of the gods. Gary, the wondrous robot head goblin wizard of doom and his buddies. He has three generic goblins. I don't think we're going to name the generic goblins because they're not as cool as our boys. We had Larry with his octopus head, we have Terry with his hounds, and we have Barry, who is just a really big boy. Just a very, very large goblin. And I think we've done the God's work here today, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know that we can do a whole lot more. This has been wonderfully fun. How do you think Gary stacks up against the Chaos Champions of Legend? Arbal the Undefeated, Archaon, Amon Chikai, Count Mordrek, all the big boys. I think Gary holds his own here. I think if a grim Van Horstman stumbled upon Gary and his hoverhead in the Chaos Wastes, he would have mad respect for this goblin and his sweet goblin entourage. All right, that is going to do it for this one. I hope you've enjoyed this very, very silly episode. I have had an absolute blast making it. And just as an aside as we end, next week's episode may be a little bit late. My wife and I are going away for the Easter weekend to celebrate a bunch of things, including the end of term and the fact that it has been 10 years since we met. So we are taking a little holiday over the holiday. This means that our next episode might be coming out slightly late. We'll see if I can get something done before that happens. But if it's not out next Tuesday right away, don't despair. It is coming because I will be out of school. And so we'll have time to devote to this wonderful little podcast and bringing you more of this super high-quality Warhammer content. I don't know what else you could ask for, honestly. (laughs) Until next time, have a great week. Thanks for listening to the War Games Orchard. If you enjoy the show, why not join us on Patreon? There you'll gain access to all of our bonus content for any level of donation.
It's a great way to help us keep going and enjoy extra Orchard content. If Patreon's not your thing, please consider giving us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice and sharing this show with friends. If you'd like to get in touch, you can find us on Facebook at The Warhammer Orchard and The Wargames Orchard, or by email at wargamesorchard at gmail.com. <laughs>